Welcome to the Executive Function Podcast, where we make the invisible keys to success easy for you to teach your child. We'll go beyond theory to proven action, helping you create peace and independence at home and at school. With your host, educational author, award-winning teacher, and celebrated learning coach, Sarah Kesti. Hey kid, this episode is a pep talk straight to you. My hope is that it will help you release some of the pressure that's building up in your life right now. What you experience every semester about this far in is predictable and strategizable. You're not alone and there is hope. Let me prove it to you. Okay, Have you ever had someone tell you something about yourself that you didn't notice until they said it? Then it's nearly the most obvious thing you could see. I have loads of examples of this. Once, I was so excited to look for furniture for my first house that I wore two different shoes to the store. Okay, to be fair, they were the same kind of exercise shoes, but my friend asked me to look at my shoes, which I did. Then she spelled it out. You have a blue shoe and a green shoe, she said. And she made that face that showed that she was super confused. To my brain, though, I was so busy giving my attention to something else that I didn't even see my shoes, not accurately anyway, until my attention was pulled to them. Other examples are more about things that we do, which are a little less obvious, but still feel so duh when we realize them. Kid, chocolate is my giveaway. If there's evidence of chocolate eating in my house or it's disappearing faster than usual, it's a pretty good clue that I'm feeling stressed. I didn't realize this about my brain, that my amount of chocolate eating increases that much when I'm stressed. Until a student mentioned seeing all the wrappers in the garbage near my desk. Oof, tough day for Kesty, he joked. And it was like a gentle knock on my forehead, like, hello. I'd been using food to handle stress all along, but I didn't realize it in the front of my brain until someone said it. This time of year has some sneaky truths to reveal too. And once you know about them, you can gently quiet that voice in your brain that might be saying things like, you're struggling because you're not good enough. Other kids have an easier time at school. Maybe you're lazy or you don't try hard enough. And on and on and on, right? Here's the deal. However your school chunks apart time in halves like semesters, in thirds called trimesters, or in fourths called quarters, your school experience follows a predictable cycle. And in some struggles with ADHD or executive function, this cycle is extra tricky. I'm going to tell you a little tale of the school cycle so that you can prove to your brain that you're not doing anything wrong. You're on a cycle, kind of like a roller coaster, with changing demands and changing energy levels. Listen to see what sounds just like you. Ready? And this example is a semester example, so half a year, but you could shorten the time frames to make sense to you if you have trimesters or quarters. All right, here's the roller coaster. You get on the roller coaster, it's August. 
beginning of the school year. Your brain is fresh and you're feeling positive. You're invigorated by new classes, social time, and shoot, even having a set schedule is pretty helpful for your brain. The energy of newness helps you feel alert and pay attention. You've found about 67,000 strategies and binders and organizers and sticky notes and cool highlighters that you want to try because this will be your year, finally. September, second month of school. You've learned how your teachers and classes flow, and you've got a bit of a sense of in which classes you can let the real you out, and in which classes you need to use loads of brain power to appease the teacher. Dread pops into your head every once in a while, but you're able to override it for the most part. Social ties are still motivating, and that school activities are beginning. You understand most of the patterns of time and expectation at school, which is helpful, but it's also starting to make school a little bit boring. You're staying up to date with almost all of your work, although there's that one big thing that you should start on, but nah, that's a job for future you. October, third month of school. In October, you're kind of tired. School's not new anymore, so it's definitely got its boring components. The office supplies that seemed so motivating way back in August kind of just hang out on your desk, occasionally reminding you that once upon a time, you were going to do this organizing thing, but who has time now? Anyway, that thing that started in September is due this week and you don't want to ask for help because whoever you ask might shame you for starting late. So instead, you dread and avoid and dread and avoid until the night before it's due. Homework is also creeping into your weekend time. Midterms and tests might happen this month, so you've got some pressure from them too. You wish your teachers taught you how to study better as you flip through your book and hope the words just jump into your brain. There are some fun things happening at school and your friendships that were new are now pretty solid. Life's really busy but has some fun points. November, fourth month of school. You've started a countdown to the days off that are coming up. You just want some rest. At this point, you may have scattered grades, like some are excellent and some aren't so great, reflecting a boatload of missing work. And you might even notice this pattern. In classes that interest you or in which you like the teacher, you're doing pretty okay. And in the classes that seem boring or you don't connect with the teacher, you're missing a chunk of work. Even when you plan downtime, you feel like you should be doing something or you're missing something or there's just something off. Your focus feels inconsistent. Some days you're on it and some days it feels like your brain is actually a wad of kitchen towels. The adults who reach out to help wonder what they can do, but you're just not sure what to tell them. The demands of school are peaking at the very same time that your energy is dipping the lowest. Maybe you've spent some time getting clarity on what's missing and even feel motivated to catch up, but where did your energy go? December, 
last weeks of school. In December, you might have a boost of energy coming off Thanksgiving break. At least Thanksgiving break in America is in the end of November. The break let you rest and maybe catch up with a few things. And with only three or so weeks left in the school term, you're feeling a bit more hopeful. You might have a few classes that are on the edge of failing, so you'll put in some extra time into those. Your teachers might be behind on grading too, so the work you've turned in isn't helping your grade yet. And that can be extra tough when your parents check the online grading system every day. Finals are coming up, so you know you've got to study, but isn't there something better than just rereading? The upcoming break in family time provides some hope, and you may self-talk your way through each assignment, reminding your brain that there's a reward in just a few weeks. Kid, no, I don't live in your brain. I just know kids and schools and teachers, and we're all on the same roller coaster of the school term together. What did you hear in that pattern that reminded you of your life? How did it feel to know that students all around the world are going through it too? My hope is that you'll give yourself some understanding as you process through the final weeks of school. You're not failing. You're being a human with a human brain in school. The interest of the beginning of the year absolutely gives you an easier experience. So your waning energy makes sense. Your brain is set up for procrastination because urgency gives you lots of focus juice. So the missing assignments make sense too. And chances are there were very few teachers who actually taught you how to study although they may have told you to do so about a hundred times. So that anxiety over testing, that makes sense too. You're doing all right, kid. And the best news of all is that there are strategies to use once you recognize what your main struggles are. For example, if you notice that you're just tired all the time, then maybe it's worth pushing back bedtime. Ugh. I know it feels so lame, but studies show it really does make thinking easier, so do it. Or if you're feeling tired all the time, maybe getting more exercise or even taking a break, which I know seems silly, like I don't have time, Sarah, but sometimes taking a break and getting a fresh brain makes your brain work faster and saves you time. Or let's say that you find that it's missing work that's the biggest stress right now, then prioritizing could be a good help. First, look at the point values of missing or upcoming work and then decide what's lowest points or in a class that you're really set up well to pass so that you have a list of things you know you can skip if you run out of time. Trust me, this will tell your brain that it's okay to have a few things that you let go and honestly, that will make you feel so much less anxious. After that, look at what most needs your time using highest point values and giving attention to the classes that are on the edge between passing and failing. Okay, extra great news is that once you kind of sort out what strategies work for you, 
you can keep them somewhere, like written down in whatever system you use, so that you can use them again next school term. This school roller coaster will proceed in mostly the same way next term, but instead of August, the cycle will start in January. But this time it won't eat you alive because you'll have strategies to smooth out your experience. Hang in there, kid. A few more loops, maybe a quick turn or two, and you'll be slowly creeping to the platform of this roller coaster where you can step off this school coaster and take a break. You've got this, and you got me in your corner. Thank you for listening to the Executive Function Podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, please head over to sarahkesti.com where you'll find more resources and chances to connect with others. And please remember to like and review the show wherever you listen to this podcast. We're eager to transform the lives of even more families.